Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Hi, I'm Jessica Ung with Dell Technologies, and I lead B2B Influencer Relations. Dell Technologies is a product and services technology company. I'm based in Austin, Texas. So when I introduce myself um, to normally to people, um, I say that I lead B2B commercial client partnerships because I feel sometimes in the B2B space, calling someone an influencer, that's my uh, interpretation of what they do. They influence an audience that I'm interested in reaching. Right. But you know, these people that I'm reaching out to are entrepreneurs. They're subject matter experts in specific technology topics. You know, they've built their business from scratch. They're startup founders. They're like doing awesome things with tech. Um, They're just doing what they're passionate about, what they love to do. They're talking about, they're on the speaker circuit doing the same thing. Right. So like they don't consider themselves an influencer, but I do. So yeah. So when I partner with them, what I'm looking for is their unique point of view. So I want them to be able, it's a two-way street for me. I'm looking for a relationship where they can give me um, insight into like, hey, this is what's happening with like 5G. This is how it's going to change. This is how I predict it's going to impact certain industry uh, or the workforce in the future. So, you know, what's Dell doing about this? And I kind of want this running commentary. When I work with them, I'm looking to give them a platform to be able to like, um, talk about what they're passionate about, but then also understand, you know, and also help to, in some ways, evangelize. Well, how does Dell fit into that picture? Right. And do you agree? Do you disagree with like what we're doing with our strategy? I want them to be able to also give me feedback as well as, you know, provide commentary on what right. we're doing because that's where like the rubber really hits the road. You know, like it's not, I don't pay for their opinion. Right. I'm, if I'm compensating them at all, it's really for their time because I do want their authentic voice. That's why I've, I'm looking for those types so of people cool. to partner with. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So rewinding into when you started your journey, when did you first fall in love with technology? 
Oh gosh. When did I first fall in love with technology? It has been a journey. I didn't even, it was kind of one of those things that only hit me. I would say even just a couple of years ago that, you know, when I was doing research for some like content articles and I was having to do like reading up a lot about like blockchain and AI and machine learning and, you know, trying to also learn like, okay, what's, you know, what's Dell's point of view on it and and understanding and reading all those materials. And I was like, this is actually interesting. And I'm like, oh my God, when did I become this tech nerd? Something that I think that like when I first joined Dell, I had resisted because I was like, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'm working for this global company. It's not really about like what I do. It's like, you know, it's just, you know, they're giving me this platform. Right. But then it's evolved into, it's such an interesting area because it evolves so quickly. This is Jenny McGrath. I'm a senior writer at Digital Trends. We do news reviews and all things tech. I'm based in Seattle, Washington. So I have been with Digital Trends for five years. And before that, I was working for a software company and I was not passionate about that. Probably, I would say it was pretty, pretty dry stuff. But um, when I started Digital Trends, I was working with smart home tech. So that was really exciting. It was, you know, five years ago and It doesn't seem like it, but that was kind of when things really started to catch on. You know, it was early days of Alexa and, you know, the Nest stuff was was just catching on. So that was really exciting to see and, you know, kind of getting to test all those products and find out what I did and did not want in my home was pretty cool. (laughs) And what did you do um, at the software company? What was your role there? Um, So I was a their senior writer as well there and it was more like writing on the you know their website copy and and kind of doing more internal communication stuff so so you've always been into tech and into reporting on technology when did you first discover that curiosity for the tech space um so that it's funnily enough uh, that was actually kind of my first you know delving into that space before then I was an entertainment reporter. So it was a very different world. And, you know, I, I sort of, my, my dad has always been like a total tech kind of early adopter. Like, you know, we had computers when I was, you know, probably five years old. And so he definitely always had like the newest gadget and, and things like that. So I kind of got a little bit of that from him, but I was kind of late to like the smart, phone game like I don't think I had what I was like I'm not paying for data until yeah. like probably like 2012 so that was kind of like a little late to the to the game but you know after that I was like all right this I don't know how I can walk around without GPS in my pocket otherwise I will get lost forever do you know my dad too was an early adopter and that was um the influence and I don't know if I would have been in tech if it wasn't for how I was raised it really brings to mind is something I don't talk about very often, but I really think that the more board games we have for tech, the more we introduce the opportunity of um, building and technology as a child, the more probable it would be that it, it may be something we want to explore as it was for you and I as we mm-hmm. get older. Um and I think people are doing that. I see, but not as much. Like, I don't see it as abundant as you would think. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're more familiar because you've been reporting on. Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of sort of 
get kids to code toys that are kind of coming out. My my niece is three years old and my brother-in-law works as a STEM teacher and my sister is a science teacher. So they are all about getting her into STEM like now. They're like, all right, this is when it starts. And so she has kind of this little caterpillar toy that like, all right, if you put this you know, little piece on it will turn left. And yeah. then if you put this one on, it will turn right. And it's sort of just getting, you know, the idea of like, this is what coding is in sort of a very accessible way that maybe one day when she's not three, she'll look back and kind of connect the dot, those dots. Totally. So. I'm Christina Zapisatska with Trapezna App Company. I am a co-founder of this app, of this product. I am responsible for marketing and sale products. Our product allows students to make an order food in just one minute in advance. Our company based in Lviv, in Ukraine. So my name is Christina. I am from Ukraine and I'm studying in history department on the second year. And uh, I'm really interested in tech, especially UI UX designing. And uh, so here I am. Some uh, like we uh, with my friend uh, Marta, we come up with the idea to create an app where students uh, can make an order through our app. Because uh, in our university canteen, we have like a problem. We have a huge uh, uh, cures, and so we want to create an app where students can see the menu of the day of the canteen, uh, like to choose what they want, pay in advance, and uh, set up a comfortable. Time when they can pick up uh, their order, and uh, also there are some features such as students can see the calories and nutrition of the food, and also can join to the charity. And <laughs> and it's called Trapenza app. Trapezna. Trapezna, Trapezna app. app. It's a unique old uh, Ukrainian word. So we should be like uh, thinking to to choose this word because it's uh, I think it's very great like creative uh, way to to present our our app and our idea. So Trapezna is like Ukrainian word. And and where in the Ukraine are you from? We are from Lviv. Lviv is on the west of Ukraine. Yes, yes. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to go there. I wish I did. And what? How have you found the tech community in Lviv? How how have you been able to foster moving forward as a, a new founder? Uh, you know, uh, in Ukraine, the startup sphere is very developed, uh, and every year it becomes more and more popular. And you know, especially in Lviv, in Lviv, I think Lviv is the center of the startups, and uh, there are a lot of different like business entrepreneurs, uh, startups entrepreneurs that, that have a lot of huge good uh, ideas that uh, they are working on. And um, I was inspired by such great people that I was around. Because in our university we also have like spheres IT and business analytics and also computer science and uh, a lot of them are women and it's really inspiring. So I, I just yeah. And how did you discover Red Bull Basement University? How did you end up here in Toronto? In our university, we receive letters on our email from the university. And in this mail were the announcement about this competition. And we just saw with Marta, like, we thought, like, wow, this is really a great idea, opportunity to take part. And this was, like, by chance. I didn't really even think in so long about this. Like, just we just, oh, like, we see the, the, the announcement and, uh, like, just, oh, yeah, we should we should take part. Like, it's, it's, I think it's 
great. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.